Hey guys, uh, I'm Hannah. And I'm Colleen. And we combined have lived in Iraq for... 11 years. And we get a lot of questions about life in Iraq. Um, and we decided that the best way to address that is to do a little podcast. So we're going to answer some questions that like are really common. The ones we get asked all the time. <laughs> yeah. Because um, apparently it's a weird thing to live in Iraq. Who knew? Strange. Um, so today we're going to talk about housing and you know probably one of the number one questions we get after like are you insane is uh what kind of housing did you live in most people have an assumption that our houses were like mud huts and we traveled using camels yeah and really that's not the case um i lived in two different cities in about half a dozen different houses and none of them were mud huts. None of them. Not not a single one. Um, I lived in a three-story house in a pretty packed neighborhood in a big city. And then I went through a series of apartments um, from everything from old city apartments to brand new, recently built. Um, so there's a wide variety in my life. Yeah, and I lived in a kind of sprawling house is mostly just a one family house but it also had three floors and lots of big rooms and hallways and things and then i also lived in what we would kind of call a a townhouse with one house on the bottom floor and another house that took up the second and third floors and most of it would be pretty predictable in what you'd think of from an american perspective yeah there was one running water there was electricity um, we didn't live with like nationals while we were there. Uh, we weren't packed into these dark, scary houses and scary neighborhoods or anything like that. So it was all very modern and very, uh, clean, almost surprisingly so for me, cause I'd never really had that experience living overseas that, you know, I could live in a, an actually pretty nice house. Yeah. The biggest difference probably is that all the houses are made of concrete Mm. And so, um, not of wood or of even... No know, brick. No brick. <laughs> yeah, it's like concrete blocks and poured concrete. Yeah. Um, which is kind of nice in a lot of ways. Um, mm -hmm. One of the cool things about that is that because everything is concrete, you don't have to worry so much about, like, if you accidentally get water splashed somewhere... Because it's not going to rot the wood. It's not going to ruin the drywall. I mean, it might get some of the plaster wet, um, but it's not really that big of a deal. Um, and there, there, are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of weird things about the houses there. And we're going to talk about some of those. Um, but there are some cool things, too, that we kind of wish our house had in America. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, and one of, one of those things that I think both of us really enjoyed is that... Um, the floors are all concrete and tile, and every floor in an old-style Kurdish house um, had drains in the floor. So if you were going to mop, you could just, like, dump out a bucket of water and squeegee it all into the drain. There was none of this, like, mop bucket business. No, it was so much easier, and you never had to worry about whether or not you were going to leave it too wet or whether or not you'd mopped everything up. Right. 
Right. I mean, part of that is just that it's so stinking dry there that everything dries really fast anyway. It dries fast. Um, but it's, it, it was. It was really nice. Um, and <laughs> we have a friend here in the U.S. who lived in a house like that. Um, and she just recently moved from an apartment to a house here in the U.S. And uh, they have air conditioner vents in the floor. <laughs> and she was actually sweeping and, and putting the water from her floor into the, the vents in her floor because she thought they were the drains. Yeah. Like, this this is an American. And she just, like, she loved it so much that she wanted it to be true in her house in America, I guess. <laughs> Um, but her husband found out and she got in a little bit of trouble, I think, for that one. Um, so that's one of the more brilliant things is, is the drains in the floor and just, they really do make life easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love our hardwood floors in our house here, but I do kind of wish that like they were all tile and had drains and you could, yeah. The downside of all tile is that it's really, really hard on your feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets really cold in the winter. So, you know, you have to find ways of, of getting around that, especially in a culture that uh, doesn't approve of wearing shoes inside. No shoes. Um, you end up buying really, really good, really cushy slippers. Mm-hmm. And even in the summer, like trying to find the cushiest flip-flops that you can find yeah. so you wear them inside. Yeah. Because otherwise, it really is killer on, on your feet and on your legs. Um, yeah. But there's not just tile either on the floors. Um, a lot of the walls are also covered in tile. Mm-hmm. And that means you can do all sorts of fun things with them. Uh, we would like to write notes on our walls and, you know, the grocery list and basically use them as a whiteboard, which was super fun, super handy. Also something I wish our kitchen had. Yeah, it'd be really nice. Um, and the other part of that is that the tile choices then that they make are sometimes not what an American would choose. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> One of my favorite houses that I went into in the kitchen had tiles. I think it was about every third tile around the middle of the kitchen had this great little still life vignette of a, a plate or saucer filled with coffee beans. <laughs> And something in it that I think we decided is probably sugar cubes, although some people thought it was a pat of butter. I'm not sure why you'd put butter in your I coffee mean, beans. You don't have butter on your bowl of coffee beans every morning? No. I, maybe some people have butter and some people have sugar. Maybe I, it's personal choice. Maybe. Um, but my favorite part about it is the surrounding this, this bowl of coffee beans was large gems and strings of pearls. Hmm. So it was really classy bowl of coffee beans. Yes. I feel like that could be a really fun uh, children's cereal. <laughs> is like coffee bean cereal. Not with actual coffee beans, but like... It looks like coffee like beans? Like Fruit Loops, but coffee flavored. Coffee maybe for adults, maybe, maybe not for, for kids. Adults. That's an idea. Extra, we should write that down. Side hustle. I don't know how to make cereal. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, I think it would taste pretty bad too. <laughs> I think so. Um... Anyway, they like to put, uh, also um, have lots of patterns in their tile Mm -hmm. or have uh, multiple tiles that are fit in the same kind of color category put together. Um, In that same house, there's a bathroom where the floor was like multicolored blue polka dots and the walls had 
like a blue and white gingham mm. with flower baskets, um, which were all like right side up along the middle of the wall, except the one on the end, which was upside down. Yeah. And then the ceiling was this kind of, um, it was more of like a foam tile, not a, like a not ceramic. Yeah. Ceramic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was this really iridescent blue floral pattern. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Hanging out in the bathroom was. Yeah. Well, exciting. that reminds me of one of one of the apartments I had, um, which was all pink. The bathroom was all pink tile, floor to ceiling, um, and it was small. I mean, it was it was a tiny, tiny bathroom, um, and kind of the way the bathrooms are are set up there, uh, they don't have like a separate like. You don't have, like, a shower stall, necessarily. You have, like, the whole room is just tiled with a drain in the floor, so you just shower, like, in the room. with And the toilet's there and the sink's there and everything. So imagine, like, a, a pretty small, almost half-bathroom-sized bathroom, but it's all pink tile, and the toilet was pink, oh, dear. and the sink was pink, and the shower head was pink. How did they get a pink shower head? I actually picked out the pink shower head because I had to replace it. And I was like, well, I mean, I might as well embrace it. I might as well just like, we're going to go pink. We're going to go all out. Um, but it was like the most <laughs> intense bathroom I have ever been in in my life. Um, but again, it was like super easy to clean because... Every time you took a shower, you have to, like, squeegee the floors. The floor's always clean. And you got to squeegee the walls so that the walls dry off fast. And so I feel like in a lot of ways, I cleaned my bathroom more in a rock than I do here. You spray the whole thing down. Right. Just because it was like, ta-da, I have to clean it. Or, like, it's disgusting. Um, Where here, I feel like I can close my shower curtain and no one will ever know my my filthy, filthy inner secrets. (laughs) Oh, dear. Did you have a doorbell in that bathroom? We did not have a door. Did you have a doorbell in your bathroom? I've been in a couple of bathrooms now that had a doorbell connection. Real, like to ring out or that you could yeah. hear? It rang the, the house doorbell from inside like, the bathroom. I need toilet paper. Ding dong, ding dong, ding <laughs> Except they don't use toilet paper. Oh, good point. I don't why know why. You? I don't I know why. I got locked in the bathroom. I never found any answers for that question. That's... The other one actually wasn't in the bathroom per se. That one of them was in just the shower room. Hmm. And it ringed in the ring in the hallway. Yeah. So kind of another weird thing about bathrooms um, is that sometimes the washer is also in the bathroom mm-hmm. or uh, is really close to the bathroom so that the washer can drain into the floor drain in the bathroom. Um, that's how it was in that, that pink bathroom. The washer was right outside. So anytime I washed any of my clothes, I had to run the hose in to the bathroom floor, which meant that for the duration of my clothes washing, I couldn't go to the bathroom because the floor was all wet and soapy. Oh dear. So it didn't drain well down that drain. It did not drain well. And you kind of had to plan like, okay, I'm going to do laundry. It's going to take 45 minutes. I better go to the bathroom now because that was the only bathroom in that apartment. Oh, dear. And, you know, keep up. Make sure that my washing goes all the way through. And I can't do, like, multiple loads a day or, like, I'm never going to be able to pee. <laughs> okay. 
Um, <laughs> did you have to warn your roommate as well, or did you have? Well, a... I I was alone in that apartment. Okay, at that That's point. Good. That's good. Um, but yeah, I did. I did actually have guests for a little while, and I had to warn them, like, "Hey, um, so I'm going to do laundry. So if you need to go to the bathroom, now's the time. Now's the time. Yeah. So that's a little bit different. Um, a little odd. Yeah. One of those weird things that didn't seem weird at the time, but like now it seems like, hmm, that's a weird who, thing that who we does did. that. Yeah. I remember we had to schedule schedule laundry but not because of that yeah other reasons other reasons we'll get yeah. to some of those eventually mm-hmm doorbell that's a new one on me i hadn't heard the doorbell thing before uh, i would have thought it was a fluke for just the one house i'd seen but right. it's been in two now hmm. weird um the the benefit of having a bathroom be all one room is that if you get some kind of major leak, um, yet again, there's a drain right there, and it just kind of all goes down in there. All the plumbing's in one place. That (laughs) happened to me on more than one occasion. Um, The most memorable one was in the house I lived in, Interbeel, the three-story house. So we actually had three bathrooms in that house. One on each floor, right? One One on each floor, but only the bottom two worked because water pressure was not taken into account. Ah, right. Um, ugh, and that's a whole, that's, that's a story unto itself. Yes. Um, but on this particular occasion, I had two roommates at the time. So three, three girls sharing two bathrooms. So if one of them kind of goes out, it's not a huge deal, but it was, it was a little bit. Um, but in this particular case, the ante had been upped because all of our teams from the surrounding areas were coming to visit us. And so you were having like what, so we were 20 having people? like eighteen or twenty people in our house. It was a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and it was the day before everybody was supposed to get there. Maybe two days. They were supposed to get there the next evening. And we went upstairs to the second floor bathroom and realized that the toilet had been leaking. And there was, in spite of the drains on the in the floor. There was a good uh, inch and a half of standing water. Oh dear! And in this bathroom, um, there wasn't. There was kind of like a little shower room separate from where the toilet was, and there was like a step down from the toilet to where the sink was, and then you would go across into uh, the shower. Mm-hmm. But where that step down where the sink was was open into kind of the sitting room, living room area. Oh, dear. Was it leaking out into that area? It had leaked out into Uh that area, which uncommon in Kurdish houses was also carpeted. Oh, dear. I mean, it was just carpet on top of tile. Right. But still, like, it was starting to get wet. And so we, like, scrambled. I I have pictures of me with, like, my school clothes still on. My pants rolled up and a big squeegee trying to squeegee the water out. And we turned the water off to the toilet, but I couldn't figure out how to fix it. So the next day we called the the Kurdish plumber to come and look at it. Um, And when he came and looked at it, um, he was kind of like, well, let's see. Uh, Let's try this. Is this going to work? Is that going to work? And he came in and out a couple times um and i was just a little bit like are we gonna get this fixed like we have a bunch of people 
that are coming and like I have to go to school and my roommates have to go to school because we're teaching. And then I came home to kind of help him finish dealing with it. And he ended up just like walking out with my toilet. Um, this Wait, was, just like he just took your toilet and left? He took the whole thing because he need the part that he needed, he couldn't find. Like this was my first year in Iraq. My second semester living there. I didn't have enough Kurdish to be able to, like, understand what he was talking about. Uh, It was the middle of the day, so none of our Kurdish friends could, like, come in and um, help us translate or anything like that. So I was just like, "Uh, well, I guess guess maybe I'm getting a toilet back. I hope. hope. There are 18 people coming to my house this evening, and I have one working bathroom. And, I mean, you know that the likelihood that that toilet would also go is pretty high. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. If if one if there's a problem in one area, there's going to be a problem in another. And Always works that way. I mean, the good ending, the happy ending to this story is that he was back within a couple of hours. Um, he put the toilet back. He fixed it all. It was all shiny and ready to go. Um, by the time all of our guests arrived. So it worked, but it was one of those moments of just like sheer, like, I, I don't, I don't know what he's doing. I'm not sure why he's taking the whole entire toilet, but I'm just going to trust that this man, even though I can't communicate with him, knows what he's doing and it's going to be fine. It's going to work out. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Oh my gosh. I told myself that many times. Yeah, I mean, that's part of living overseas is you just kind of have to go, well, I can't do, like, here we go. Yeah. It's going to work or it's not going to work. I don't know. Yeah. Ugh. My my bathroom, I don't have any bathroom stories quite like that. Um, I think most of my bathrooms, yeah, were either that one room thing or had each part kind of sectioned off in its own thing. So, like, the sink would be in the hallway mm-hmm. and then we had a room with a toilet and a sink, and then we had another room with a toilet and a shower, mm. which I get is weird. Right. Um, and we had one bathroom that was in it like long and narrow, and it had a sink, a squatty potty, a western toilet, and a shower, like all along one wall, all in a row. Weird. And so, um, yeah, we kept being afraid that we were going to fall into the squatty potty on the floor because it didn't really have anything around it to Mm -hmm. like just stop you from walking right in Hmm. um but my favorite thing about one of the bathrooms that we had in my first house um was well and we never used it this way but i thought it was really intriguing Mm -hmm. is that underneath the shower there was this big open hole where theoretically in the olden days Like, you would build a fire in there and heat up your shower and, like, a place for water. Wait, this is in the bathroom? Well, no, it's, like, behind and under the bathroom. Behind and under the shower. How do you... How would you get there? Well, this is another one of those strange features of the Kurdish house. I think Mm -hmm. partly because they don't have super consistent electricity, they build houses knowing that you're going to need natural light. So there's this this open space 
Mm -hmm. that's kind of like a tube from the ground floor all the way up to the top. And like it's it's like an inner courtyard that's the size of a small room. So like it goes all the way out. There's no roof over it. It's completely empty and open. And usually there's some sort of like netting or, or or like bars at the, across the top to keep lots of stuff from mm-hmm. coming down like a, like a mini roof almost well but it's more like I mean, it's just like bars wire. more like chicken wire okay. or or even bigger than chicken wire sometimes it's just like bars mm-hmm. i think it's really to keep people from Falling getting into down. your house yeah. that way mm-hmm. um and so like it prevents some things from coming down anyway but that's where the where you got into behind the shower okay. to build the fire. And, like, we also kept... We had, I think, our modern water heater out there. Okay. Mm-hmm. As well. And a lot of families will put their kitchen in that area. In that area. Like, their summer kitchen. Um, little spare stove. The spare propane tanks that you don't want to have mm-hmm. inside the house because they leak. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and it keeps the house cooler, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like I said, the the... The mesh at the top is supposed to keep things from coming down. But it did not? Well, there was one time it didn't. One time, and funny thing is, we actually started started this not by noticing what had come down into the house through through the tunnel. This, this sounds so <laughs> ominous. We, we started noticing because there was a creature trying to get through our screens on the third floor. Um, it, it was a cat. Oh, not a dragon. Not a dragon. No. Yeah. Hey, girl can hope. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure you would have heard about this story many times before now if it had been a dragon. Probably like being the National Geographic something. Yeah. And on the news. Yeah. Carry on. Um, no, it was the mama cat. And, like, so we, we noticed this mama cat. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, scratching through the screen. And we don't know why. Hmm. And we think, that's weird. She doesn't usually want into our house. Like, we've seen her around before. Um, then, however, we, we hear this small mewling sound. Yeah. And, uh. And, and a kitten has fallen three stories. Oh, my word. Down. I mean, because that's the only way it could have come from the... Through the... Through the, the top thingy. of the mesh, like, the bars at the top. Oh, god! All the way down to the floor. Oh. And, um... And so we, like, try to go in there to get it. Yeah. And it ran into that hole <gasps> under the shower. And, like, we can't get in there. Like, the hole is not big enough for a person. Right. It's, like, for wood. It's for wood. But it's kind of a biggish space. Right. So we can't get it. So then we're like, okay, how do we lure it out of there? And, like, at that point, mom's at the top. We can see her meowing loudly down the three stories and can't figure out what to do. My baby. Yeah. Save my baby. <laughs> like... We would if you it would let us. But so we end up like 
trying to find different foods in our house that are smelly or that it will want, <laughs> like sticking food out there. And then like, what are we going to do? Because once it comes back out, like it's just going to run back in. Oh, yeah. So we, we rig up this thing with like cardboard that we're going to slide in front of the hole. So it can't, so get, it back can't get back in underneath so the shower. Smart. And so we managed to do this. We managed to then like catch it with like a towel. Right. Because you don't want to like grab it's and a scratch and bite. Feral and... cat. Like right. these are wild cats. How huh? you get rabies. Right. Anyway, so we finally catch it and we take it upstairs to the third floor where mama is on the roof. My baby. <laughs> and let it go. And we're like, phew, all right, good. We've dealt with this problem. Until the next morning. Oh no. When there is not one, but two baby kittens. In the same place. In the same place. They have fallen again. Uh, was it the same? I don't know. They all kind of looked the same. They were gray uh, and oh. stripy. Yeah. Um, and we're like, oh dear. So, again, we've got a little bit of food. We cover up. We think we actually we left the hole covered, which was smart on our parts. That was smart. Um, Thinking ahead. Yeah. Planning for the return of the <laughs> kitten rain. Kitten rain. <laughs> it's raining kittens. Raining cats and dogs. I mean, we were just missing a few puppies. That's all. <laughs> um, that would have been cuter. So we managed to catch one of them. But then we put it up up on the the roof again and it promptly came right back in. Like oh. it fell right back in and we're like So dumb cat. Dumb kittens. They want to be there. Maybe it's because we were feeding them? Maybe. And like this is no good. This mm. is no good. So instead, that time we um opened up all the doors and windows on the third floor and let mama cat come in. This is the a house? dangerous plan. Well, she came right down the stairs and went right for that room. She knew where her babies were. They were meowing. Yeah. And picked one up and started traipsing up the, the stairs with it. The only problem with that particular plan was that um, one of my roommates came home uh, during that time and walked into a mama cat carrying a kitten cat up the stairs. And she screamed and like <laughs> freaked out. <laughs> Because there's a cat in my house. So then the other kitten starts following mama yeah. and baby cat out. And we're like, great. It's but, working. Yeah, it's working. It's working. Except baby cat then got distracted and decided to go down the stairs into the basement, which was just like storage and dirt. Random. Random. I don't know. I don't think I'd even ever been down there. Mm -hmm. So... It, like, starts wandering off, and we can't let it just loose down there. Because right. we'll never get it out of there. Right. And it so, will die. And... Yeah. And then it will smell. Mm hmm So we managed, after lots of running around, there's, like, three of us, four of us single women at that point, running around trying to deal with these kittens <laughs> that keep cat coming down the, the, the center hole of the house. Uh-huh. Which we are cursing at this point. As and, you should be. Mm -hmm. And uh, we finally catch it, but we're like, it's just going to come back in the house. So we stick it in a towel. 
in a towel in a big bucket and it can't get out and we stuck it outside on the front porch and we just left it there in the bucket like in the hopes that somebody would take it no 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 we were we were leaving it there so that it would be sad and miserable so that when it left it wouldn't want to come back Oh, you were teaching it a lesson. <laughs> we were teaching it a lesson. Because it was it was the troublemaker. Yeah. Pretty sure it was the primary kitty a little, co- a little kitty discipline. Yeah. Yeah. Because the other one probably had already been scolded by mom because yeah. mom had to come get it. Right, right. Um <laughs> The psychology of cats. <laughs> you know, there gets to be a point where you're just like We've got to try something. Right. Sure. Um, so we did end up letting it go. I think actually out on that front patio instead of taking it back up to the roof. You know, if it takes it a while to get upstairs, maybe it'll help. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we never saw those cats again. Well, so it worked. It worked. Kitty discipline is a is a proven theory. A proven theory. Or a... A vi- once once tested theory. A viable option. A viable option. For your kitty dispersal needs. Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, that was was an exciting few days. It we is. We spent three days, really, dealing with kittens. Yeah. And, and probably not really anything people in America experience. No. I, I mean... Because I mean, no American houses are made with that weird tunnel down the middle the of it. Air tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But I kept waiting to see if they would come back. I'm glad it was kittens and not dragons after all. It would have been harder having to deal with with fire. Fire. Fire breathing dragons. Yeah, that'd be rough. Although, with the houses being concrete, they wouldn't burn all the way down. Yeah. That is what one of the kids once told us. One of the students, when we asked them, we're trying to explain how houses are built differently in different places based on the materials they have available to them. Sure. And like how in America we have lots of wood and so we build houses out of wood and in Iraq you have lots of sand and so you build houses out of concrete. And they're like, no, miss, that's not why we build houses out of concrete. And we're like, well, why do you think you build houses out of concrete? It's like so that your neighbors don't burn it down while you're building it. Like, hmm, they would do that? Like, well, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Have you ever heard of anyone doing this? No. Oh. Okay. One of those kid theories. One of those kid theories. Hmm. Maybe Some frustrated adult was like, stop asking so many questions. Maybe his neighbors were dragons. Maybe. Well, we may never know. We will never know. Well, I think that's all the information we have about housing for now. And dragons. And dragons. <laughs> I, I have lots more information about dragons. Okay, maybe we shouldn't go there today. But it doesn't it's have anything relevant. to do with Iraq. Not enough people ask me about dragons. Oh. This is my problem. Okay. Um, anyway, I think that's that's pretty much all that we're going to talk about. Yep. That's, that's a good 30 minutes, and that's a lot for that's us. That's a lot for us. We don't talk that much usually. Yeah. We're going to go enjoy some unicorn frappuccinos because... Uh, we've decided to really embrace America in all its facets. Mm-hmm. Um, but we hope you're having a wonderful day, and hopefully you'll hear from us again soon. Yep. Bye. See you.